feel about that intro, but uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Brian. This is two beards and a mic. Just one. Just one mic. We're hovering over it. Yeah, together. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that intro, to be honest with you. Um, works, works for me. But we'll, we'll, we'll use that until we figure out something better. But, uh, man, that was awesome. <laughs> so, we're two beards, one mic, and we're talking fantasy football. Um, soup to nuts. Soup to nuts. So this first episode, it's we're, we're going to release two episodes. We're going to have this one, and then we're going to have another one that's going to do um, like a little mock draft to get ready because, you know, this is the biggest weekend of fantasy football, the draft. Of course. Like, I mean, I've already had one. Third preseason game are going to be in the book after tonight, and then, and then, well, I don't know if teams play Friday or Saturday. Probably. Probably, but... This weekend, you should know whether your player is going to be injured and out for the season. A la, um, what was the homeboy, the Kansas City Chief, Spencer Ware, from two years ago? Oh, yeah. He got injured right in the middle of our draft. <laughs> yeah, right in the middle of our draft. Was it? Was that week three? Yeah, it was, my, to... and it was my pick. He got injured. You announced it, and I was like, I'll take Kareem Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. but, but then we, we got too nice. We got too nice. We felt kind of bad. We let Kelsey uh, um, change her pick from earlier. Retro. Like, looking back. Hindsight 2020, we shouldn't have done that. No. <laughs> that was kind of cheap. But it was kind of cheap of you. So what? Timing's uh, everything. All right. Anyways, so we're going to go over fantasy football as it is. Um, I know we have in our league that we, uh, we have um, TNT. Uh, twigs and twats we have a couple new people one of which is uh buddy's uh wife brian's wife and i don't think she's ever played fantasy football so um hopefully this this podcast helps her a little bit with um figuring out like how it how it how the setup goes i mean she may know some of the basics but uh we'll just go over it. we'll pretend like this is like you don't know anything and this is everything all right let's do it all right um Sweet, you got the thing pulled up so that we can uh, go down this list. Oh yeah, we wrote notes. How professional are we? Like, like, a, like an outline. Yeah, complete outline. Because otherwise, we'd get off topic. All right, so, <laughs> so, so basically, for this, we will base it off of our our league that we're in, our bragging rights league, TNT. We'll base everything that we're talking about off that. Um, so, fantasy football, as you know, is. You just draft a roster of active players in the NFL, and you set up uh, lineups every week. There's different formats. So the format that we have in TNT is head-to-head, um, uh, where you have an opponent that you play every week. You set your active lineup, and you put your starters in that are playing games, actual games. And then however they perform in the game, you get points for how good they do. And did I explain that right? Is that yeah? I mean, and then you got two other. You got two different ways to uh, to score. I mean, you got standard, which is you know just rushing and rushing yards, or just rushing yards and rushing touchdowns, passing passing touchdowns. Then you got PPR, which is points per reception, which adds in more value to your receivers and your running backs who also catch the ball. Mm-hmm. So, but then there's some people that think that it devalues the quarterback. It might, but oh well. So, uh, basically, you have a starting roster. Um, I'll tell you how TNT is. We have uh, so You have to have one starting quarterback. You have to have two starting running backs per week, two wide, starting wide receivers, a flex position. Flex will be your, uh, you can start either a running back, wide receiver, or a tight end. Um, and then So, that's a flex position. And then you also have another tight end, uh, a tight end position that you have to start one person at. <clears throat> A defense, which is going to be team defense, so whatever defense you pick, you get points for how many yards they allow, how many points they allow, and if they get sacks, fumbles, and interceptions, things like that, yep. turnovers. And then you have your kicker, so you'll get points for uh, the way our league works. If it's like anything from 0 to 30, you get 3 points, 39. or 39, and then uh, 40 to 49 is 4 points. Uh, 50 to 59 is, is is five points. You can probably figure it out. Yeah. Well, I think anything over 50 is five. Oh, okay. okay. I don't think we give six for 60. I don't think uh, ESPN allows it. Yeah, fuck ESPN. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of the flex position, you have something called, this is other leagues, our league's not like this, it's something called a super flex, 
Sometimes you can have uh, leagues where you can put a quarterback in that position, and basically um, it values it makes the quarterback more valuable. So a lot of people will start two quarterbacks, one in the starting position and one in the flex position. So, <clears throat> all righty, going down the line. I want to make sure that we we don't forget anything. Um, so working down the line. So what we're describing right yeah. now is is season is season long. Fantasy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, or it could also apply to dynasty, which means you keep the roster that you had the previous season and you just add rookies to it um, as a draft instead. Of, but most leagues that you'll run into are season long, and then the following season you draft a whole new team. Yep. Um, and then there's also daily fantasy, which um, we won't get into. That. Yeah, we can get into that another time. <clears throat> yeah. But basically what you're trying to do is gain a competitive edge over someone else by having players on your team that you think are going to do well um, based on the situation they're in, whether uh, whatever team they're on. Uh, if their team likes to run the ball, then maybe you want their running back. If it's like a really talented running back and he's on a team that is going to run the ball a lot, then you want that running back. Like um, In our league, it's PPR, so you get points per reception. So I may value a running back that's going to catch a ball out of the backfield a lot than a running back like Leonard Fournette that wouldn't catch the ball out of the backfield a ton. Um, so, like, I would value certain players over him, even though, like, talent-wise, Leonard Fournette may be a better talent. But then you also have to think about injury, because if players get injured, then um, if your league doesn't have an injured reserve spot, which our league just moved to, we have an injured reserve spot uh, designated for my wife, Jess, because she always has one of her top three players get injured besides last year. <laughs> so, knock on wood. Yeah, well, for her. Oh well. <laughs> but um, that's if you have an IR spot. Basically, how it works is if someone gets injured and they're going to be out for a prolonged period of time, you can move them to this IR spot, and it opens up um, a spot on your lineup to add and drop players. So. We'll move on to the draft, how you formulate your team. So first, you want to do your research and make sure that you understand you understand like how your league's set up. You want to know uh, how the points are set up um, because that kind of dictates, like in some leagues, not ours, but some leagues you get points per attempt that the quarterback throws. So every time the quarterback throws the ball, you get a point for that. In some leagues, that may be interesting, like, like Drew Brees, a couple of years ago, he used to throw the ball a ton. He doesn't throw as much anymore, but if he's throwing 40 times a game or attempting 40 throws a game, that's 40 free points. You know what I mean? So you want to weigh certain things. So get to know your league, look at the stats, and, and, and or look at the, the way the scoring's laid out and find out like if it's PPR, if, if they're going to have um, uh, extra bonus points for 300-yard games because then maybe you're going to want a quarterback that's going to throw over that 300-yard mark. Like a lot of the rushing quarterback or quarterbacks in the league, they're not going to throw over that 300 yard mark, but they are going to get a lot of runs on the ground. Right. So actually, before we get into the draft, let's actually go through this the way the scoring's laid out in in TNT <clears throat> and how each position gets like points. And as I pulled it up, it went away. And. Uh... In our league, we do most of the points uh, that we do, or the scoring, it's pretty standard uh, for what you'll find in most leagues. Um, I believe we do six points for a passing touchdown, right? Yeah. So uh, some leagues you will see four points for a passing touchdown, which uh, that devalues the quarterback even more significantly than they already are devalued. Mm -hmm. So uh, what that means is there's plenty of quarterbacks that can get you the points that you need every week. Like, the difference between the top quarterback and the 20th quarterback is uh, very insignificant for the most part. I mean, Patrick Mahomes last year was an anomaly. I don't think he's going to replicate that again. I mean, he'll still be probably one of the top quarterbacks, but he's not going to get 50 touchdowns again. Oh, he'll for sure have a regression. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, uh, you know, for the most part, our scoring is pretty standard. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so you got pulled up? Yeah, so I'll, I'll just – I'll just uh, run through the lineup. So for passing, you're going to get points for uh, every passing yard. So um, our league works with decimals, but basically how it works is you get one point for every 25 yards the quarterback throws. <clears throat> so 
four points if they throw 100 yards. Uh, in this league, you get six uh, points per passing touchdown. You get minus two if there's an interception thrown. Um, so those are just things you want to um, um, pay attention to. Uh, Two-point conversions, you're going to get an added two points. Now, you don't need to know all these, these uh, the way the scoring output is, because you're going to have the app that's going to tell you, like, it's going to give you a game update, so you'll be able to watch like the app and see the points accrue when someone scores a touchdown. But it's nice to know, like, oh, I'm down by 10 points, and then you're watching a game, and you're like, oh, the dude just scored a touchdown. It it makes the insignificant games, like a game between like the Washington Redskins and the Lions, be like, oh, this is a fucking awesome game because I have I have um, De- uh, Geis and, and someone else. Or, yeah. Anyways. Uh, rushing works a little bit differently. It's uh, you get every ten yards you get a point. So that's why the quarterbacks that run the ball are more like valued because they may only throw for two hundred yards, which will give you eight points. But if they run for fifty, that's five points right there. Like yeah. they're already like that's already getting you halfway there. <clears throat> uh, rushing touchdowns are going to be six points. Uh, Two-point conversions are also two points. Um, uh, Receiving yards. So the wide receiver, you're going to get a point per reception. Also, if the running back receives the ball, uh, catches a reception, he's going to get a point. If it's like a, if it's a lateral pass and the wide receiver, the um, running back has it and he throws it to the quarterback, the quarterback's going to get a point for that reception. That's basically how it works. If any position does these gets a stat in the stat line, they're going to get a point or whatever the point designator is for your league. Um, passing touchdown is going to be uh, six points. It's one over reception. Re- uh, receiving yards is just like a running back, 10 yards, one point. Um, if, you see, if you have a player on your team and they return a, uh, a kickoff return, that individual player will get six points. Plus, if you have that defense, all special teams gets lumped into defense as well. So if there's a punt return for a touchdown, that's tier two defense. Um, that's going to be six points. If if there's a kickoff return for a touchdown, that's six points. If there's a fumble, plus he scoops it up and returns it for a touchdown, that's going to be how many points for the fumble recovery? Two. Two points for the fumble recovery plus the touchdown for the for the defense. So you'll get point. You'll you'll get things like that. So. That's basically how the point system works. I mean, there's there, I won't go into everything else, but if your defense holds them under a certain yardage, basically every time you start your your week, your defense, since they've given up zero yards and zero points, you're going to start out with 10 points like for our league. Yeah. And then as you'll see, as the other teams score on your defense, that will go down because <clears throat> you start with like five points, um, in the right, right off the bat for yards and five points for whatever you scored. And then as you give up those yards and points, it goes down. But I think that's all you need to really know for for scoring. Um, if you want to go over like how like the draft goes, bri-bri. Uh, so basically most drafts are going to be snake drafts, which means uh, if you're the first pick, you're the last pick in the second round. So it goes down the order, then reverse the order. And then so back and forth like a like a snake if you're looking at the if you're looking at a piece of paper if you had one through 12 it'd go back and forth like a snake okay oh, I'm, I'm really barring style wow. this for you uh, <laughs> they really needed that they like insult. so so it's like a snake okay so <laughs> it's like a snake yeah like a big long anaconda okay anyways why did you choose that snake because it's the biggest snake in the world totally gosh anyways <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, you want to, so if you're the first pick, you're going to get the best player in the draft, but you also have to wait, have to wait 24 more or 23 more picks before you get to pick again. So there's a little bit of a strategy when you make those next two picks, because you're not going to pick for another 23 picks after those two picks. So it's, you kind of have to. When you're in that position, you kind of have to go after whatever player you want at that time. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they're close to being drafted yet, according to the draft, who the best available. You don't have to do that. You just pick the player you want. Like, But if you're drafting in the middle somewhere, like seventh or something like that, you could have the luxury of kind of waiting another round because you have less time in between each pick. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, 
there's all kinds of different strategies. Like, you could be a person that wants to have the best quarterback. That's fine, but you're gonna you're gonna lack in running back and wide receiver depth. So you you have to make sure that you hit on your wide receiver and running backs. Because if you get one injury, you won't you won't have the depth then because you took a quarterback so early. Uh, and I'm, so let's go over some of these uh, these uh, draft strategies. There there's plenty of pundits out there that will say, oh the zero running backs uh, thing works, especially if you're in PPR. Yeah, they're nuts. So, so zero running back by definition means that you're not gonna. It doesn't mean that what it what it it's defined as you're not getting zero running backs basically what it is is the first two rounds you're going to draft a wide receiver wide receiver maybe a tight end and a wide receiver and then like in the later rounds like round four five six that's when you start hitting the running backs so they're just saying passing on high-end talented running backs and going for high-end wide receivers and hitting on later on those those uh, running backs. So that's all the zero. I, I do not suggest it, and I've, I've seen it work sometimes, but when it does work, it's out of pure luck. Which means it's it's usually because an injury occurs to a running back. Mm-hmm. It's more it's more likely that a running back is going to get hurt. So I understand the logic, I think, that these people who do zero running back, uh, they go by, but, again, like like Ryan said, no way. Uh, you ha- It's almost mandatory to get a running back in your first two picks. Yep. So, like, for me and Brian, usually sometimes we'll disagree, but a lot of times with in terms of our draft strategy, we typically agree on just about, like, every everything. Like, how we should – maybe certain players will have differences, but most of the time we're, we're drafting very similar position-wise. Like, you and I both load up on running backs yeah. early because but, we know. Our top back might get hurt. We got to have somebody that's ready to step in. Yeah, you know, you, you don't want to have five points from your running back position in a week. Think about it like this: when teams go out there on offense, nine times out of ten, they're going to have one running back on the field at a time. Yes, they may have two or more wide receivers. So when you're picking running back, it's there's going to be thirty-two that are going to start for you in the NFL that week. Granted, there's going to be some that are going to be. Uh, running back by committee. There's going to be pass catching guys. There's going to be dudes that split time with um, with other players. So there's going to be more starting uh, running backs. But nine times out of ten, it's usually like one guy running the ball. So the odds of finding a stud running back, you want to take advantage of that. So if you get one of the top five, six picks, more than likely you're going running back, yeah. unless you're feeling frisky I know. and you really don't <laughs> like the running back that's there. And you're like, F it, I'm just going to go with the best wide receiver in the game. Like this year, for instance, like with Zeke having a holdout as of today, uh, he's still holding out in Cowboys camp. Mm-hmm. I almost said Patriots camp, jeez. That's what you're hoping. <laughs> I know, right? No, but uh, he's holding out, so he was a consensus top two pick. Yeah. Whether you wanted him one or two, you can argue that in your own time. But um, now, if you're at five or six and he falls to you, you might pass on him. Take a wide receiver instead. Yeah, it's it. it that's all fantasy football is, and the draft. The way the draft works is, how much risk are you willing to take? Me, preferably, if it's in the first round, I am I am low risk, low risk first round. I am playing. I am picking. Last year, I had the opportunity to pick Le'Veon Bell with the second pick of the draft, and I was like, he was currently not in camp, similar to Zeke right now. But more like the situation in in, in uh, L.A. for the Chargers, uh, Melvin Gordon. He was more of that situation. I I did not want to – I was like, F this. I'm not drafting him. And I went with Zeke. Zeke played. Brian picked right after me. He picked Le'Veon Bell and called, yeah. called me an idiot. <laughs> Le'Veon did play all season. Brian's season went into the tanker. And I, I think I won that league. <laughs> That hey, year. I came back and made the playoffs after going like going six in that yeah, league. Yeah. Okay. Granted, eight out of ten teams went to the playoffs. In I, that don't league. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care. Whatever. So that's all I'm saying is in the first round, no, like whatever platform you're using to draft, click on the little button, read the little synopsis they give. They're usually pretty up to date. Know if the player's injured, if he's injury prone, if he's 
if he's holding out, if he's not at training camp, if he has a difference of opinion with a head coach, like you have to take all this information in from whatever resource you use and make your best judgment call. And whatever whatever line that is for you on like how much risk you're willing to take, then you make that judgment call. Because for me, if it's in the first round, I'm not. I'm taking a, a chance on a guy that's going to start. I'd, yeah, and he's going to play all 16 and, games. And a guy that's going to have give you high volume. Because the more opportunity someone has, which means they get the ball more, then the more likely they're going to score more points. But it's fantasy football, and you're going to leave it up to the fantasy gods because regardless, you can have the safest player in the draft. You have Christian McCaffrey, one of the safest running backs in in the draft. Saquon, um, Alvin Kamara, all those three players. Those are the top three. Those are In any draft that you see this year that you're involved in, if one of those players do not go in the top three. If if it doesn't go those three in the top three in whatever order they decide, then whoever you're drafting with is a bunch of idiots because yes, they are the top three running backs, and running back is the most valuable position in fantasy football. Unless you're in some like weirdo fantasy league that I don't even know somehow overvalues the quarterback uh, yeah, by a lot. That would be the only circumstance. Then you could throw Pat Mahomes in there. Yeah. Only it'd probably be like one of those per attempt, yep. bullshit yep. leagues. But what I will say is, what I was saying about the fantasy football gods is week one, all three of those guys ACL tears, they could be done, and you like you didn't, you couldn't, you can't predict right. that. So there's nothing you can do about it. Um, it's okay, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get into how you can recover from stuff like that. If you end up in a situation where, like, your best player goes out and is out for the season, there's ways you can – you just have to maintain activity on the waiver wire and pick up players. And we'll go over the waiver wire in a little bit, but I think there's probably a little bit more we can uh, figure out in the draft. I, I don't want to go too in-depth. What I will say is, is do your own research, but <clears throat> a couple tips with the draft. Go running backs early. Go running backs often. Um, unless there is too much value at the wide receiver where, like, there's a player like Devontae Adams that's, like, too good to pass up later in the round, then pick him. Know when you're going to pick next and know who's picking in front of you. So, like, you got to pay attention to to who's picking because that could dictate what you pick. For example, the turn. The turn is basically when the last player goes and then he picks again. So when they pick two times in a row, it's going to come back to you eventually. So if you're picking 10, 10th, it's 11, 12th, the 12th player will pick and then the 12th player will pick again, 11th, and then it'll be you again. Understand what is on those players' rosters because that'll dictate what you take in hopes that something will come back to you later on. If, yes. if that makes sense, it's a little bit of a gamble, but but understand those little nuances and and you'll be good to go. Absolutely. Oh, if I can give any tip, please, if you really like Pat Mahomes, <laughs> go ahead, take him in the third round. Go ahead, fourth round. If he's there, you got him for a steal because most people are taking the guy in the third round. If you like a player like Travis Kelsey, tight end. Quarterback and tight end. Well, tight end is a position that falls off after a certain period of time. If you ever look at um, statistics from last year, it's like uh, George Kittle, um, Travis Kelsey, Zach, uh, Zach Ertz. Ertz, and then there's just a giant cliff, and then yep. it's just a bunch of guys. Then after that, it, it doesn't matter who you have. Yeah. So if you want one of those guys, you're going to have to take Travis Kelsey's going in like the end of the second, early third, um, and then. Well, he's probably going in the second round. So, like, yes. any time in the second round is Travis Kelsey and then George Kittle and Zach Ertz. Almost every mock draft I've done, they've gone in the third round yeah. every time. So, if you want one of those guys, just know you're going to have to take him in the second or third round. You're going to lack there on running backs and wide receivers. But, I mean, it's a, it's a gamble you could take because those guys are so above everyone else. You never have to worry about your tight end position. Right. And, and the good thing is, is they basically act like a stud wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And they're at a position where, like Ryan said, there's a huge drop-off after them. So if you can get those and then still find some good uh, depth at wide receiver later in the draft, which is possible, by the way, because wide receiver is the deepest position, yep. um, then you know it can work out. But 
I wouldn't sacrifice a running back for a tight end. I, so, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. In my opinion, I usually try and hit on a guy that I think is going to be up and coming, like someone like Evan Ingram or, or O.J. Howard or Vance two, McDonald. Those or, two are going by the sixth round. You know, like, it, it, not, That's why I'd rather take someone in the fifth and sixth round than take someone yeah. in the third or second. You know what I mean? Right. There are some times where it, it becomes too valuable and you think you know a guy that you could take later on and get value out of him. So maybe you do do it, but do do. <laughs> um, and then the last tip I am going to give, and Brian can, can talk a little bit more about whatever. If you don't get Pat Mahomes, please just wait to take a quarterback. You don't need to take one. Like just for our league specifically, you don't need to take a quarterback until I don't know, like the ninth round, eighth round, seventh round, like wherever you feel frisky. But like. I would wait. There's players like Tom Brady that are still there in like the 11th, 12th round. He's on the waiver wire in my in my league that I just drafted. That's what I'm saying. Like Russell Wilson's dropping. He's like in the ninth, tenth round that you can yep. get him. Like uh, I, I was doing mock drafts, and in like the 13th round, there were players like Kirk Cousins, players that are gonna like do okay or do good enough for you to. They're not gonna lose the game for you. Granted, they're not going to be like Pat Mahomes and throw like four, five touchdowns in a game, but they'll throw 225 and three touchdowns or two touchdowns. But when you average it all out on a week-to-week basis, I mean, the the difference is going to be maybe two or three points per mm-hmm. game from, yeah. from one to 20. You know the what I mean? The biggest thing is is going to be what is a player's ceiling and what is, what is the player's floor, what is their ceiling, and what are their range of outcomes? Because there are players that – have a high floor, but their ceilings cap because they they're they're never going to be a high tier guy. But there's players like uh, Josh Allen. He's got the one of the lowest floors ever. He can go out there and throw 92 yards, zero touchdowns, and like 20 rushing yards, zero touchdowns. And the next week he can go out and run for 150 yards, <laughs> two touchdowns, and then throw for another two touchdowns right. and be the number one fantasy quarterback that week. So, I mean, there's there's guys like that, and you can take your risk. But Josh Allen, like, you can wait and take him in the ninth. You know what I mean? If you're feeling really frisky, you can even go as far as to uh, stream quarterbacks. Whoever has a good matchup that week, pick them up on the waiver wire and uh, just hope that they have, you know, when I say good matchup, it means they're facing a, a defense that's subpar against a passing offense. I think that about covers the draft, right? Yeah, I mean – I, I would say w- one final thing is uh, a lot of people, they'll do their mock drafts. They'll be set on what they think is going to happen, and they don't they don't plan for what, what happens if that player goes b- right before their pick. They, they're not prepared to, to adjust fire at all. Mm-hmm. So don't fall in love with players. You know what I mean? Like put your players in tiers and say – I like these five guys. They're similar. They're probably going to have similar stats. So if I get one of these five at in round two, I'll be happy with yeah. it. You know? But if you're set on, I'm getting Amari Cooper in the second round, and he goes the pick before you, you're going to be scrambling because you're going to be on the clock. It's A minute and a half is probably the most time that everybody has, right? I mean, two minutes two maybe. Two minutes. Maybe yeah. at most. I mean, so that doesn't give you a lot of time to plan. So you need to just be – Grouping your players into tiers is the best way to go. And don't fall in love with someone. Yep. Well, that's about it for the draft. Yeah. Um, take your defense late. The last one. <laughs> take your defense last and your kicker last. Just saying. Unless you hate everyone that's left. Like, within... Sure. You know, most people don't scroll down far enough. But Sure. I mean, you could take your defense around 12 if you yeah. want. Other than that, we're not doing your research for you, so so right. look some of that yeah. stuff up. You can listen to some of the later podcasts that we'll have. We'll go over um, players that we like, players um, for that, that week. Or, yeah, for that week, know. and and who we think you should stream from the waiver wires. Um, players you should sell in trades because that's also how fantasy football works. Is there's different trades that you can do. You can say I'll give you this player if you give me these two players because. I have a feeling about them, and it has to be mutually beneficial to both uh, both teams. And then once they agree, then you can go through the process and players get traded. So 
there are abilities to trade um, on rosters. For example, if Brian drafts a team and he decides rounds one, two, three, and four, he's going to go running back. And then he realizes his receivers are going to suck later on. But I went uh, running back, receiver, receiver, receiver. And I have one stud running back, and I'm like, I need another one. I can trade Brian one running back, and he can give me one of his, or one wide receiver, he can give me one of his running backs. In those cases, sometimes if they're equal value, that could be mutual beneficial to me and Brian. So I'm getting a positional need, he's getting positional need, and it's players that are comparable. Right. So that's how you want to uh, uh, market most of your trades is, is you're trying to show that you're benefiting the other person's team as well as benefiting your team. Yeah, that's how Ryan trade rates. <clears throat> trade rape is a terminology that <laughs> is given to someone that um, performs a trade that they know will benefit, will be heavily one-sided, but they're they're... They're vulturing someone because they know a weakness they have. For example, <clears throat> if I know someone is a fan of a certain team, <laughs> they may value a certain player more than what they're really worth. We're looking at you, Packers fans. I'm just, <laughs> I would never do it. It's the, it's the Tampa Bay fans that I go after. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, that poor soul, Chuck. Oh. <clears throat> what an idiot. Man. Offer that dude, Doug Martin, and he has a hard on. <laughs> All right, uh, so once your draft is over, you're going to feel pretty good that your teams, everyone that does the draft, everyone, no matter who you are, will do your draft, look at your team, be like, I'm going fucking 13-0. and 0. <laughs> <laughs> Like, my team is so good. Let's just put it this way. You're not going 13-0. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not. But everyone's going to think their team's amazing. No one's going to think they did a bad job drafting or else you're an idiot you know what i mean so like, no one's gonna think they did a turn everyone's gonna look at their team no matter if you have a guy on your team that you talked shit about two weeks earlier it doesn't matter once he's on your team you're spinning it being oh, yeah. like oh dude man he gets a lot of yards after carry yeah. like like you're spinning it like it happens all the time absolutely all the time but the, it does not end there. The draft is literally just a foundation for your team, and then you have to maintain activity throughout the season in order to like make your team better. Because there's going to be opportunities on what is called the waiver wire, which um, basically how that works is once all the games start, you'll start your um, you'll have bench players on your roster. You'll have the starting lineup. You'll set your lineup. They'll play for the week, and then. Um, once the games are over on Monday night, <clears throat> what will happen is all the players, once their game starts, they will be locked. So there'll be a pool of players that weren't picked up by any teams, and that's called free agency. So all the players that aren't assigned to a specific roster in your league, they're going to be on free agency, and they'll be locked. No one can pick them up. No one can touch them. No one can do anything. So, for example, if you have a player that's on Damian Harris, just because I'll, I'll do it even though he's going to get drafted. But for the Patriots, <laughs> he's on the bench. And then Sony Michelle get, goes down with an injury mid-game, and Damian Harris goes into the game and scores three touchdowns. Everyone's going to be like, oh, I want Damian Harris. Like, yeah. I want him so bad on my team. You, they're going to go on waiver wires. He's locked. You can't pick him up. You can't just go snag him. <clears throat> so what you do is once Monday night is over, mo this is how most leagues work, and we'll just go based on how our league works, is once those games are over, you'll have a waiver wire order, waiver order. Um, basically, for our league, it's reverse priority. So whoever has the worst record in the league and scored the least amount of points, they're number one, two, and then so on and so forth, to all the way to the 12th, which is going to be the best player, whoever had the best team and scored the most points. <clears throat> and so uh, basically, they uh, so you'll go in. It'll be by Tuesday night at like three a.m. is like the latest you can do this. Um, you'll go in. You'll pick what player you want, and you basically put a what's called a waiver bid in for them. And so, based on your priority, if you're not number one, and whoever's ahead of you puts in a bid for that player, they're gonna win it over you. So. Uh, so if there's multiple people that want that player, Damien Harris, then whoever has the highest priority is going to get him. 
Yep. Uh, but then what happens is once that player once that player um, is taken, that team now has the lowest priority if they want a second player that week. So if they wanted Damian Harris and say Tom Brady got hurt and they wanted to pick up uh, Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer, whoever's the backup, um, then they put and they put a bid in for him too. They would have to wait for everyone else to get their to get a player that they want first before their their priority comes back to number one. Yep. So uh, now, if nobody puts in a bid for that player, then yes, they'll still get that player. And there's different formats. Um, there's what's called rolling um, rolling waivers. So the order is set in the beginning of the year. And then basically how it works is if you don't use a waiver wire claim that week, um, no matter you just keep moving up and up. So people that use claims in front of you, they go to the end of the line and you'll move up one. Uh, someone uses again, they'll go to the end of the line, you'll move up one. And as long as you don't use a waiver claim, you'll always stay in your same spot or go higher. Yeah. So if you wait all season, you're like, I'm just not using it because I don't care. You wait till week 12, your waiver claim number one, whatever player you want, you can just take whenever. Yeah. And it'll get cleared. Uh, some people do that. And then uh, one of the new ones, which I'm trying to move, I'm trying to convince like every league that I'm in, I'm trying to convince people to go to this um, this this format. But it's called FAB. It's called Free Agency Acquisition Budget. Basically, at the beginning of the year, you're going to get $100. I'll just use 100 because that's easy. You'll say you'll get $100, 100 points, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's your budget for the year. And you get to bid on players. So everyone gets an opportunity to pick up someone. So whenever waivers come in, you can say, all right, I want this dude. I'm going to um, bid $30. It's blind bidding. Yeah. I'm going to bid 30 and then the next day it'll go through and it'll be like, all right, Brian won the bid with 35 So I, I get my 30 back that I bid um, because I didn't get the player. Brian would have to pay his 35 And you have to manage that throughout the season. So once you, you go down to zero, you can still pick up players, but you're going to have to pick them up on free agency or zero dollar dollar bids or which means no one else which bids. means no one else bids and then you you get the player so i mean that's that's like literally that's it what happens if um two people have the same bid i don't know how that works i wonder how the tiebreakers work i that would probably be up to the sorry question. to put you on the spot <laughs> yeah, that's a good one probably go to record maybe yeah lowest record or whatever yeah maybe lowest, i would lowest think record lowest record gets it yeah that's how i i would think is the most fair right that's something we should bring up in the new league that we're in. Oh, yeah. They are doing fab, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I convinced them. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Oh, so uh, waiver wire period ends Wednesday morning. So at like 3.30-ish, all the waiver wire uh, pickups will be made automatically and sent to the appropriate teams based on who wins their bids. And then at that point, all the players that are free agents are unlocked, and you can take them for free, and it's first come, first serve at that point. So early risers sometimes, like Ryan and, and Jess, they get up at like 5 a.m. They, they might be like, I don't think anybody's going to try to put a waiver in for this guy, so we'll just wait, and we'll wake up in the morning, and we'll snag some players. Yep. And I do it all the time. I mean... Hey, kudos to them for being early risers. I'm not that person. You set alarms sometimes. I might, I might set an alarm for that. Um, <laughs> I'm a little crazy. Or I'll Wake stay up all over. night. I'll <laughs> stay up all night, and I don't go to bed until three thirty. <laughs> oh, good. Sitting there hitting refresh. Come on, where are these waivers going through? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. Um, so at that point, from Wednesday morning until the games start. You can pick up whoever you want, first come, first serve. Um, and it, But um, if you drop a player, then they go on a two-day waiver period. That's generally the, the standard. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can adjust that in your league if you want it one day or no, or no waiver period. Um, so basically what would happen is if you dropped a guy on Wednesday morning, they would not become available to the rest of the uh, league as a free agent until Friday. Or someone if they really wanted that player, could put in a waiver claim for them yep. and try to take them before um, people can get them first come for a serve. So uh, that's another aspect of the waiver period that um, 
it's like a it, it happen it can exist throughout the entire week but yeah and you'll see you'll see that become beneficial as well because you'll have different kinds of players in your league you'll have players that that give up too easily on a player like they'll for example a player like uh, Golden Tate, he's in, he's uh, he's suspended for the first four games of the season. A player may be like, all right, I need to pick someone up. I'm just going to drop Golden Tate because I don't have time to hold him on my roster and yes. wait three more weeks. So they'll drop him, and then someone like Brian will be like, all right, I have an extra spot on my bench because I don't really need this player. They'll pick, He'll pick up Golden Tate and wait the three weeks, and then boom. Once Golden Tate comes back, he's got a starter for his, his active roster. Yeah. So you'll see, you'll want to capitalize whenever someone gives up too early on a player, or you'll see the vice versa. You'll see the other way where people hold on to players. I had in last year's draft so many trade offers to Travis for Le'Veon Bell because I was like, oh, Le'Veon Bell will come back. And he kept turning me down. If he would have traded me, whatever player he would have got, he would have got him for free because Le'Veon never came back that year. That's true. So I mean, you win some, you lose some. It's just a chance, chance you take, and and it might not be, it might not be a a, a player. It might be like a team defense, and you could be like, well, I know my team defense is going to go on by in two weeks, and that is the same time that oh, that team defense plays an easy matchup and could get me more points. So right. I might pick them up and stash them. Oh my goodness, we didn't even talk about bye weeks for drafting. When you are drafting your team... Don't care about bye weeks. Don't, I wouldn't. Don't care about bye weeks, but do kind of care about bye weeks. Don't take three... For example, don't take two wide receivers from the same team because nine times out of ten, unless it's the St. Louis Rams, they're not both going to be really, really good and be LA active Rams. starters. Yeah. Oh. L.A. Rams. Did I say St. Louis? Yeah, you did. Okay. The L.A. Rams. <laughs> Whatever. Um, they're not like the Rams... Where they're gonna have three players that are gonna be active starters every week in fantasy. Right. But you got to think about bye weeks because how bye weeks works. If they're not playing on the TV, they're not playing on your team. <laughs> so like you can start them all you want, but you're gonna get zero points. Right. It doesn't matter how good they are. Saquon. Ooh, week eleven bye. Oh shit. You gotta you gotta move around. I don't know if we have week eleven yeah. bye. I mean, I I think um, if you have, I wouldn't go with like having both your starting running backs in the same buy, but if you have a running back and a wide receiver on a buy, you you can kind of work with that if you have to. What Brian's saying about don't care about the buy is don't pass on an excellent player, like a player that's too valuable to pass up because he has the same buy as a player you already have. Right. The, what he's saying is take, if it's that good of a player, don't let that deter you from going there. Now, if you value two players the same and one has the same bye week, then let that be a deciding factor because yes. you value them similarly. But if it's this guy's way too good but he's got the same bye, worst case scenario, you eat a loss that week or you try you take a loss, but then you're good the rest of the You know what I mean? Or you can trade him. You can trade, yeah. You can trade him. You know he's got value. Just trade him. Yeah. Sorry, we didn't cover the the. I just when you said bye weeks, I was like, oh shit, we should. Put, that's pretty important. We should probably go over that. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think. Um, so that's how free agency works. I can't stress it enough. Be active on free agency and make sure that you're following uh, news um, around the NFL, like new players that are going to be started. Because guarantee you, like it is a full blown fact. Players will get injured, and there'll be rookies starting. There'll be random dudes off the bench. There'll be like players that are just going to get signed. Like Des Bryant could just get signed and then start playing and actually be good. Not maybe. gonna, not gonna happen. Yeah, maybe. Not gonna happen. But, <laughs> but these are all possibilities. Yeah. So. Gronk could come back. Draft him in the first round. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> so. That's how free agency works, and and waiver wires. Make sure you're active and do your homework. So I would suggest getting an app that provides you updates uh, pretty quickly. So we subscribe to like people on Twitter, so we'll get yeah. notifications. I was on gonna right say away. Twitter's probably the best avenue that yeah. I've come up with. Yeah. If you have your phone on you now, you know if you don't have your phone, like if you work somewhere you can't have your phone, then you know you could go to go to NFL.com. Usually, it's probably. Refresh, they're refresh, probably refresh, yeah. They're refresh, probably refresh. the most up to date. Yeah. Um, 
ESPN's a little slow. They're kind of retarded, so. That's <laughs> because they're trying to. Retarded means slow. Don't get offended, people. <laughs> Jeez. <clears throat> it's because they're trying to cover all the sports. Yeah, well, it's no excuse. They have <laughs> beat writers for each sport. All right, and then uh, last but not least, we're going to go over playoffs. Um, know how your league's set up because this is super important. Most playoffs in, in default leagues are going to the, – the final game of the year, the championship game, is going to be week 16. Yeah. The reason why most fantasy leagues do it like that is because week 17, a lot of teams bench their players because they're already locked into – the actual NFL playoffs, so they they bench their players, so it's it's useless. Right. Um, so week sixteen is going to be the championship week. Um, week thirteen will be the end of the week, uh, regular season. Fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen will be your your typical playoffs. Know how many teams get into the playoffs. Know how the playoffs are figured out for your league. For example, if there's twelve people in your league. Um, some leagues are set up where it's like six and six, so are in each division. So you'll have one division of six teams, one division of another six teams, and the winner of each division will go in, and then it'll be based off of either scoring of the rest, or it'd be like first and second of each division. So all I'm saying is look at how your playoffs are, yeah. how you get into the playoffs. Most, most leagues will be. It's one division, and the top six teams will make it to the playoffs. Yeah. Is it top eight out of 12, or is it eight out of 10? Who knows? But know what the playoffs are. Usually the first two, two teams in the league, um, this is at least how TNT works, is we'll have the top six teams will make it to the playoffs, and teams one and two will get bye weeks, so they won't play anyone week 14. And then the remaining players will play uh, each other for week one, and then then we'll have the, and then the we'll division, have the, semifinal. the semifinals, and then the finals. Yep. But, I mean, playoffs are kind of simplistic. The, um, some leagues do two-round playoffs, so they'll have – but that's only typically whenever there's, like, four teams. So if you have uh, uh, ten teams in your league and only four make the playoffs, what a lot of teams will do is they'll do two-round playoffs. So they'll do weeks uh, 14 and 15 – so it's combined. You'll play one team for two weeks, and it'll be your combined point total for those those two week periods. Right. So if you have a really bad week, week one week, and then week two you have a really good week, you could edge out the other player even though you had a really poor week, week one. Um, uh, we did that one year. I mean, I benefited from it, but I mean, <laughs> I don't suggest it. No. Man, I really hope that we covered everything. I th- I, I'm looking at our list here, and we covered just about everything. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really hit too much on, like, how to value your players and trades. But, I mean, that's more of a personal thing, really, because everybody values players differently. And, and, and what, what they value, the value is to your team could be different than what the value is of that same player on someone else's team mm-hmm. that's trying to trade with you. So... You know, it's 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 hard sometimes to come up with trades. Subjective, man. But um, yeah, I, just just make sure that whatever trade you're doing is benefiting you more than it's than uh, what harm it could do. As long as you are one active, two proactive, like you're reaching out to people and like trying to always actively make your team better. And last but not least. You care. So care enough to do research. Look look things up. Every week, I'll tell you this right now, NFL puts out like a – NFL.com puts out players that have a good matchup. So they'll be like players you should start and sit. Always look, start them, sit them. ESPN does it. NFL does it. CBS does it. They'll, yeah. they'll list players like um, your obvious ones like Todd Gurley, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Like those players – are never going to be on that list because you're going to start them no matter what. Right. But the lesser players that have a good matchup because the Lions are terrible on the run, on the their run defense is terrible. So whoever's playing them, the run you want to start their running back. So they that player may be on the on on the the stardom league or like the sitem league will be players that are playing against a really tough matchup because the wide receiver that you have is actually playing like he's matched up against. Jalen Ramsey and and he's not gonna get 
points. And and although those lists will help you in season long fantasy, that does also kind of touch into daily fantasy or weekly fantasy or whatever you want to call it, yeah, yeah. where you just set a lineup for one week and then you get a new team the next week or whatever yeah. you know. I don't want to go into daily. But yeah, let's not. Yeah, that that gets more complicating. All right. Well, I hope <laughs> I hope it, I hope this helps somebody. You know what? There are a lot of people that are seasoned fantasy football players in our league that could probably use some of this. I know, right? <laughs> Skip. I'm just kidding, Skip. Skip ain't gonna listen He's not going to listen to shit. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's it. This was the first time that we're doing um, the Two Beards and a Mic podcast. Um, it's just me and Brian. We're going to try and do this every week, right? Every week, Tuesday night. Or no, Monday night. Sorry. Monday, we, we're going to record it Monday nights after the game. Or we're going to try to record it during the Monday night games. Right. So that we're not like up till ridiculous hours. So we'll have the game going on in the background. And um, I'll be watching it because Brian's back is turned to the TV. Um, I have a computer. <laughs> so we'll be watching the game if you hear us react to it. Just uh, go with it. Oh, yeah. And then um, we'll do it Monday. And then we'll release it Tuesday that way. On Tuesday, you guys will have you'll you'll be able to whoever's listening to the I act like we're gonna have like millions of people listening we, to this. We thing. will one day. <laughs> one day, um, but for the four people that are gonna listen to this podcast, you can listen on Tuesday, and we'll tell you who we think you should pick up on your team. Um, so you guys are gonna be able, those of you there in our league are gonna have an advantage on us because you know who we're targeting. But eh, whatever. It's okay. Come at me, bro. <laughs> They're all going to listen. That's to what happens when uh, Ryan and I are in the lead all the time, you know. <laughs> Ryan and I. He just means Ryan. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> and that's it. And uh, we'll, we're going to try and record one. I don't, I'll be honest with you. I thought we were going to record another one tonight, but it's, uh, it's 1020. And it's looking like bedtime for... <laughs> for you. For Ry Ry. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go to sleep. And then maybe we'll record another one tomorrow. Maybe. Or the next day. Or not, F it. We got drafts this weekend. Yeah, we do. Hey, if we don't record another one, good luck in your drafts, and I uh, hope this helps. Later. <laughs> Later. <laughs>